Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. So we're talking about defeating fear in marriage because this is a very important topic and one that a lot of people struggle with. And I was actually scared to actually bring the topic up, but <laughs> <laughs> I need to defeat fear in marriage. Good. But before we start, because we can't talk about fear until we laugh a little bit. Yeah, let's lighten up let's, a little bit. Let's get some Tory jokes going on. Okay. This one comes from Zach and Andy Woldridge. Zach and Andy Woldridge. We just came from Miami, spent some time with them. They're an awesome couple. Oh, yeah. Four kids under the age of five or four. I think it's under the age of four. Yeah. I mean. That's impressive. We all like clapped for them because that's just amazing. We're like, don't worry, there's light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Like the two greatest times in life for them right now is when their kids wake up and then when their kids fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) They're so cute too. Oh, my word. Saw some amazing pictures of those kiddos. Okay, thank you, Zach. He did such a great job on the delivery, too. <laughs> yeah, Tori laughed hysterically. Okay, have you ever heard about the restaurant on the moon? No. It has great food, just no atmosphere. <laughs> I wish people could sit here and watch you just laughing hysterically at your oh, own jokes. So great. Actually, that's Zach's joke. Good, Good job, Zach. Zach. Yep. Okay, one more. What do you call a person who doesn't believe in Santa Claus? What? Agnostic. <laughs> Is that Zach too? No. Who's that? I found that one. That was your own. Mm-hmm. Tori Benham. Yep. Agnostic. Agnostic. I okay. love it. Not, not eggnog, ladies and gentlemen. Agnostic. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about defeating fear in marriage because there's a, a primary foundational thought that you have to understand in order to completely get what we're talking about here about defeating fear and fear in marriage. We have the command in scripture that the two are supposed to become one, right? But before two can become one, one needs to be one. Hmm. Like before two-ness, you need oneness. You need, you need one person to be a whole person, which is health. It's you're healthy mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Like, you need to be an individual person so that you can then give your spa- give yourself to your spouse and then the two can become one. Mm. So if the if the one isn't one, then the two can't become one. Right. So relational health is born out of individual health. Yes. So that's what we're talking about. Now, oftentimes in marriage, the problem isn't us. The problem's me. Mm. So it's not a problem of us. It's a problem with me. And it reminds me of the of the quote that we always use for conflict. In conflict, two things always manifest the issue itself, and then the ability of the person to handle the issue. Right. And if number two is good, then number one will always work itself out. Yes. So if if the ability of the person is good, then it doesn't matter what the issue is. You're going to work. It's going to work out. Now, the problem that we're going to talk about today, the individual problem is specifically about fear. Right. Because fear is debilitating to our relationship. Yes. It's debilitating to you personally, and then it will rip you apart because fear draws you away from those you love. 
while at the same time, faith draws you toward those you love. And God is in the business of orchestrating scary situations right. to prove his power. And he right. wants to do it through you individually and then draw you close relationally. Right. And uh, Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a neuroscientist. She yeah. says, and this was a real aha moment for me in my life personally. And as you're, you're saying, we personally need to work on these things and then come together with them is all emotions flow from two core emotions, fear or love. Mm. And when you really think about that, it really kind of simplifies and helps you to bring self-awareness to, to every situation. Mm. Am I operating out of fear or am I operating out of love? Yeah. It's pretty simple. Like all of our emotions flow from those two core emotions. That's good. What are we operating out of? Yeah. And the foundation of that love would be faith. Right. You know, faith clings to what it can't see, knowing that he who is unseen will come through. Yes. Even when I can't. Yes. Even when I can't on my own. And another thing that she talks about is how we were designed for love. Yeah. Like when you look at your brain scans, when you look at how your cells repair themselves, when you are operating out of love, we are operating correctly. Things mm. are going well. You're healthy. You're strong. Th- you're, you're, um, your cells can rebuild themselves, all these things, right? But when you're operating on a fear, that's where disease comes in. Mm. When there's stress and fear, our bodies were never created. It's like putting Coke into your gas tank. Yeah, That's what fear is mm. to us. It wasn't meant to be there. It was never. Yeah. It was never meant to be your fuel, mm. and so you can't be fueled by fear. Yeah, it creates disease, disease, which is disease. disease exactly, and it opens you up because when stress comes in, born out of fear, then your body goes into hyperdrive, trying to alleviate you of that stress. And while your your body is trying to to deal with that stressful situation, it's working really hard. If you come in contact with somebody who has a cold or whatever, you're going to get that cold. Right. You know, you go fly on a plane and somebody's got strep throat, chances are good you're going to get strep yeah. because your body is working so hard to alleviate you and calm you down from that stress right. that it can't fight off all the other sicknesses that come in. Right. So it opens you up. And so we've got to deal. your immune system more than any other thing. we got to deal with fear. Mm-hmm. Well, how are we going to do that? That's the question. And I think that we obviously have to go to... um Revelation 12. I love it. Yes. How, how did they win? It's they, they won three ways. When you look at the angels in heaven that, that fought against the demons, you know, obviously they weren't demons at the time, but when Satan is like, I want God's throne and God says you can't have it. Right. And then uh, Satan's like, I'll fight you for it. And God's like, I'm not going to fight you for it. But Michael and his angels will fight you. You choose your sides. So a third of the angels chose with Satan, two thirds with Michael, and they fought. And it says specifically, obviously we know the devil and his angels lost, but it says that, that Michael and his angels, they won three ways. The blood of the lamb, the power of their testimony, not loving their lives so much as to shrink from death. Mm-hmm. What that is is salvation. Salvation lived out with right. a whatever the cost attitude. First, the blood of the lamb, salvation. It's like, do you have a relationship with the God of the universe? Right. You want to overcome your fear? Okay, we all say yes. Right. Whatever that fear is, no matter if it's an inter- internal fear or an external fear, whatever that fear is, do you want power over it? Right. And your answer would be yes. Okay, well, it starts with your relationship with God. Yes. You need Jesus. Okay, second, the power of your... Before you go to the next one, I just have to read because this goes along perfectly with it. Luke 12, um, 31 says, Each and every day he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. 
So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving father joyously gives you his kingdom realm with mm-hmm. all of his promises. That's, good. That's how you overcome by the blood of the lamb. Yeah, I love that. And so it's the blood of the lamb. And the second thing is it's the power of their testimony. That's how they won. That's salvation lived out. That's your story. That's your life lived out. And you have God's stories where your past faith intersected with God's faithfulness. Right. And it brought change. It brought right. transformation either to you, to your situation, to people around you. Yes. It's your faith lived out. Yep. And that is so incredibly important, and I think that's where we want to park for a little bit. But let me go to step three, and then we'll go back to the story mm. and the power of your story and the power of testimony. Is The third point is not loving their lives so much as to shrink from death. That's the whatever-the-cost attitude. Mm. It's whatever the cost. Like, God, I'm going to bust through this thing. Right. I'm going to do it, whatever the cost. Yeah. You know, if I have to, if I have to die to some things that, that I'm, I'm really alive to right now, if I have to let a dream go, Whatever it is, you know, oftentimes our fears are born out of ambitions that we have. Yes. And it's crazy. And then, and then things don't work out like we want. And then we start getting fearful that, oh my gosh, you know, my self-worth was wrapped up in that dream that I had. And now I didn't accomplish that dream. And now all of a sudden, am I going to amount to anything? And you're scared and you're fearful. And God's like, you need a whatever the cost attitude. Yeah. Like maybe God had you die to that dream. Maybe that dream was just a step to get you to something else. Right. It's not that dream, but God gave you that dream to teach you how to die to it. Yes. It's a very it's a it's a it's a humbling place to be. It's a very powerful place to be too though. Yeah. I remember um when we were fired from HG TV uh almost eight years ago. Yeah. And I remember the Lord I we your dad actually was doing um he he was teaching a history class, I think it was, for our kids and in, in all the kids in the neighborhood. And so he had them memorize this scripture verse. And so I had um, I had put it to a little tune. That's what I did for the kids because so that we could remember it. And so I had this little tune, you know. Are you going to sing it to no, us? No, I oh, can't do it. Come on. Are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared. Oh, you went bust through it, Tor. Bust no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, I got okay, it. Okay. We'll bust so, through that one later. Yeah, that I gotta, I'll got face that one another time. <laughs> but um, so we had just memorized you know, they, we, they overcame by the blood of the land, the word of their testament. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death, from death, revelation 12, 11. Yeah. And, um, so I had memorized that and, um, we had been, you know, repeating it in our house, I think, you know, for that past month. And then that whole thing hit yeah. with HG. And I remember sitting out by our pool and the Lord just spoke to me so clearly that the way that you overcome this new fear is by going back and remembering how you overcame other fears, right? Mm. Your, your testimony. That's right. You overcome through your testimony. What is your testimony, Tori? I felt yeah. him so strongly saying that to me as I sat out by our pool. And my testimony is this, that when we um, found this home, this house on Ronnie Trail Lane, it had a pool. And yeah. we had, I was pregnant with our third and I had two other kids that couldn't swim. Mm-hmm. And so when we pulled into this driveway and you showed me this house, I was like, there's no way I, we cannot get a house with a pool. Yeah, I've got, I'm going to have three kids and I, we knew that we might have four and none of them can swim. I can't do it. And then there was, um, there, the whole place was like overgrown. Yeah. There was no, there, the lot next to us was just a lot. There was no house next door to us. The house 
to the other side of that was just trees. And then it was just felt like we were in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I'm like, you're going to go traveling and I'm going to be out here and I've watched way too many movies for way too long. And I'm going to be up all night holding a gun. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was so convinced that this was the house for us. Yeah. Jason in Charlotte. loved it. He knew this, this is the best place for us. But then Tori came out and then she's like, let's go out there at night. So we did. And it was dark. It was, it was dark. Very there was no dark. street lights. It was scary. Yeah. And I was like, I, I don't think I can do this. I'm afraid of the pool. <laughs> I'm afraid. Yeah. And we were like, maybe we can fill in the pool with cement. Oh, I can't believe we actually even <laughs> entertained that thought. And so I just remember the Lord speak. I'm praying about it and I'm like, God, I'm so scared. And he was, he was just kept repeating surrender, surrender, surrender. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm God. I am going to surrender this to you. If you want us to be in this house, if this is the house for us, you cannot let anybody drown in this pool. I need you to protect my kids. I yeah. need, like, I'm giving this to you and I'm trusting you with this and I need you to come through. Like, it right. was like, and um, we we closed on the house. We got the house. There was multiple yeah. offers. We got the house. And I was like, okay, now I just have to trust because yep. I'm scared, but I'm just going to trust. And it was this process mm. for me of surrendering. It You know, there were years of really being scared when you would travel and, <laughs> well, but you know, we we gotta we gotta tell our listeners here. Tour two months after we moved in, we had a big get together, yeah. a barbecue in the backyard, and we opened up the pool. And this is our first time having a pool. You know, we got all these kids, and and we had like twenty kids jumped yeah. in the pool, and we let one of them grab a raft. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't realize was there was an eight year old who couldn't swim, right? And she fell in or fell off the raft and got up under the raft, mm-hmm. and nobody could see her. Until all of a sudden, we saw her kind of sinking toward the bottom, and Tori screamed. And you just see her hair. Oh, yeah. I'll never forget the image. It was it was the scariest thing I've ever her, seen. All of us dudes were playing basketball. Tori screamed, and we ran over there. And her dad jumped in the pool, and I jumped over the fence, and and her dad handed her to me, and she was like blue, yeah. not breathing, and and we did CPR on her right there by the pool. By God's grace, you know, after about forty five to sixty seconds, she coughed up and. And she was fine. Then she sat up and mm-hmm. we obviously had the ambulance there and all that stuff. But, but it was a miracle. It, God had come through. He protected. But in it, spite it of a, that, it was like Tori's like she busted through fear. She closed on the house. But then this happened. It's yeah. like the very thing that I feared. My worst fear. Yeah. Is now coming true. But yet she was fine. The young girl was fine. And 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 we were still here. And so it was. it's like at this moment, Tori can't get out of her fear. It's like, okay, we're going to sell the house. No, we couldn't do that. Right. We weren't going to do that. We knew we shouldn't do that. And so she had to work through it. Right. And over the next however many years, she actually had to bust through that fear. Right. Because it was, when it came to her and I, I was so convinced that this was the house for us, but she wasn't. Right. And she, I knew she wasn't because of fear. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, as a husband, wasn't sitting there going, come on, don't be scared. It's okay. And, you know, I had to try to listen. And there were times where I didn't listen as well. Right. And I just told her, come on, this right. is, you know, we're supposed to be here. Yes. But in time, she worked through it. Yeah. Mentally and spiritually and busted through it. And now she can't think of ever living anywhere else. Right. And so this particular, you know, eight years ago, as I'm sitting out by the pool and we just lost the show and there's people saying things that aren't true about us that I feel really bad about. I'm like, you know, this looks so bad for us. Like (laughs) we have, you know, grown this business on character and Mm -hmm. It's so our name is important. Like we we want to represent Christ well. And now people are taking what we said and they're adding to it and taking away and 
then just straight up lies yeah. about things that are just not true about our family. And, um, and I was just like, oh my goodness, they're just going to completely derail us. And that's a legit fear. And I think it's a fear for a lot of us in the culture today is the one thing that we fear more than probably even death itself is the fear of a ruined reputation. Right. People believing something about you that's not true. Right, exactly. And I was just full of that fear. Like, what is this going to mean? People are going to look at us differently for the rest of our lives. We don't believe like this. And, yeah. and so um, I was sitting out by the pool and the Lord just reminded me, because at that moment I was processing everything why our kids were having a blast in the pool with their with their friends. Yeah. And this place of fear became this place of peace for me. Mm. And God had done that from me facing my fear. Yeah. And the Lord just gently said to me, Your greatest blessings are on the other side of your greatest fears. Yeah. And I felt it so strongly, like this has become such a blessing to us. Like that that stage of our life that was kind of chaos, you know, we just spent most of our time with the kids in the pool and they mm-hmm. were happy and they were having fun and and every you know, it was it was it was a place of peace. Yeah. And um and the Lord said, I'll do it again. Just, you know, trust me, I can do it again. I did it once, I'll do it again. And that's the power of testimony. You need to stand on your testimony right now. What did I do when you surrendered? Mm. I, you know, I gave you a blessing from your fear. I'm going to do it again. And, um, and then, you know, several years later, same thing. Um, I, you and I were going to speak for at our first, um, marriage conference. conference, And I, you know, I've always wanted to work alongside Jason. It just thought it would be on a very small scale. (laughs) Own our little boot. Let's own a bakery together or, (laughs) You know, it was, you know, I grew up in a really small town and I just thought it'd be like this small little mom and pop shop. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Of course. Not speaking with him on a stage for sure. Not that. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, because the Lord had put it in my heart to do, do life with you when we were asked to do that, I felt like the Lord was said, you asked me to do life with him. And now I've opened this opportunity. Yeah. Now you need to walk through it. I know. And I was scared out of my mind Yeah. to do it. And so I, I met with, my pastor Terry Fur, and she she empowered me. She mm-hmm. it was just a, a beautiful moment, and I said, "I, I, I, I don't want to do this. Like, and there's nothing inside of me that wants to do this. Yeah. But yet, I want to do life with Jason." And she said, "Tori, you've done harder things. <laughs> yeah, you've done harder things. I'll never forget those words." just meant so much to me. She said, you've given birth to four kids. Yeah, you've stayed home with them while Jason's traveled for years and years and years. I promise you, you can do this. Yeah, You've done harder things. And it was the power of testimony. You know, Stan, you've done harder things. You have a testimony of doing harder things. You can do this. Yes. You know, and um, I just, I, I loved that so much. It was, it encouraged me so much. And I wanted to read this um, this quote that I came across a few years ago, and I think it's it's so good because in life we do have to do really hard things, yeah. but we have to choose our hard. Oh, right? uh, yeah. Gosh, yes. And I, there, I actually don't know who wrote this. It's unknown, but it's it's so good. It says, marriage is hard. Divorce is hard. Choose your hard. Obesity is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. Being in debt is hard. 
Being financially disciplined is hard. Choose your hard. Communication is hard. Not communicating is hard. Choose your hard. Life will never be easy. It will always be hard, but we choose, but we can choose our hard I love that. wisely. Yeah. It's like, okay, like when she said to me, you've done harder things. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to choose your hard. Do you want to do, do you want to start doing stuff with Jason? Like you've always dreamed of? Yeah. It's going to be hard, but you've done harder things. Yeah. Or you can, you can say no, you can, you can give in to fear. Yeah. And that's going to be hard too. Yeah. So choose your heart. I remember feeling so thankful to Terry uh, and Terry's uh, on the pastoral staff at our church, uh, Refuge Church in Kannapolis. By the way, you, sh- you should come out and visit us at Refuge Church sometime. Pastor Jay Stewart out there. He's awesome lead pastor. So, but uh, when Terry shared that with Tori, I just was so thankful. And one of the things that I learned from that, and then we want to wrap this up, is that when your spouse is going through fear, jump into it with them. Yeah. Or or when you're going through some fear, let your spouse in on it. It's going to draw you close together. So if you're the one who's going through a period of, of a time of fear or whatever, let your spouse in on it. Yeah. Like you're not meant to go this alone. And and if your spouse is the one who's going through the fear, be gentle as you go through it with them because they're not supposed to go through it alone. Mm. And you guys will pull each other out. And you know what happens on the other side is that you're going to draw really close together. Yeah. And remind them of when God's faithfulness intercepted with their faith. Yes. In times past, help them to stand on their testimony. Yeah. When they've forgotten their their testimony, remind them of what that was. That's Moses's staff mm-hmm. on that that staff when he was standing there at the edge of the Red Sea with a with a mountain on one side, mm-hmm. a mountain on the other, and he had an army chasing him, and then he was faced with an ocean, an insurmountable path that he had to move forward. There was nowhere he could go. He held up his staff. Yeah. And on that staff. Those staffs back in the day, uh, important events in your life, you would carve the date and sometimes even the topic and sometimes names of people on that staff. And so when Moses is holding up that staff, he's holding up the power of his testimony. Mm. All the other difficult things that he made it through, that he put he put dates on, onto his staff. That's what God wants to do with you. And when he does it with you individually, he'll do it with you relationally. It'll draw you close. Now, Tori forgot her book of Would You yes, Rather. And you know what? It is 9.57 and I have an appointment at oh, 10 she, o'clock, so I got to run. She's late. So for Would You Rather, would you rather complete your podcast or be late to a dentist appointment? Complete. Complete your podcast. Okay. <laughs> we love you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and we will see you next time. But Tori's got to go. See ya. Bye. Bye.